0: Hey there, and welcome to the Crossroads Church Podcast, your place for weekly sermons, church updates, and more. You're currently tuning into our weekly sermon cast, so grab a pen and notebook or get your notes app ready, and let's dive right into it. We are in a series on faith, and um, we're also going to participate today at the end of the service and communion, And so if you did not grab your communion supplies, uh, we have the cups that have both the bread and the juice in them available. And so you can feel free to go right now and grab them uh, there at the doorway so that you'll be ready at the end of the service as a response. And if you're at home or somewhere and you have access to something that you can use for communion, then we invite you to also get ready to participate with us uh, as well today. Uh, It's just two weeks away from the miracle offering, so I need to just mention something again. This is a very strategic time of the year for us as a church for a few reasons. The first reason is it's an opportunity for you to pray and to hear from God, for God to speak to you and to say to you what he would have you to do in regard to a miracle offering. And it may be that he would have you step out in faith and give a number that would be bigger than the number you would normally come up with on your own. And so uh, it may be to give an extra $100. And there's probably most everyone at Crossroads that could give an extra $100. Uh, in the miracle offering. But for some, he might say $1,000 or he might say $10,000. And uh, you say, well, I don't know if I can do that. Well, that's up to you and the Lord. And so it's a great exercise of faith uh, to hear from the Lord, and if you're married, to be able to just talk together and say, what's the Lord saying to you? And he's always speaking to the one that has the bigger number. Okay, so just so you know. That's how, <laughs> that's how you know it's God. Uh, but uh, anyway, we, we are going to believe God for a phenomenal day. The other reason why it's strategic, because we get uh, a partner who will match up to the first $40,000 that's given so that it's doubled. And that's amazing, isn't it? And so your dollar gets double impact. So whatever it is you, you would do, if it's $100, it turns into $200. And so most of your money disappears in our culture, right? It shrinks. Uh, but it, given in the kingdom of God through this miracle offering, it will double Uh, as we send it out and then the third reason is because of what it will do and last year's offering helped us to partner up and build a number of churches I think it's up to a dozen now that we've been able to build in Africa because of your giving last year and Not only that, but I got an email this week from the director of Project Rescue thanking me, actually thanking us as a church. They emailed me, so I'm just going to pass it along to you guys, uh, that just what incredible help Crossroads Church was to helping to alleviate sexual trafficking in the world. And they just wanted to thank us again for being a partner. So, so many good reasons to participate. So you have two weeks to pray and ask the Lord what he would speak to you, bring it with you on that Sunday. You can give online, you can even give online now, um, or, or just come and physically be ready to participate in that offering. Today, I want to talk from a very familiar passage of Scripture if you grew up in church, okay? And I know many of you did not, but if you did, John chapter 6 is going to be a familiar story to you. But here's what I know about the Bible. You need to read it until the Bible reads you, okay? And so sometimes we're, we're just reading the Bible, but have you ever been reading long? You, maybe you were doing a reading plan or whatever, like I do every year, I do some kind of reading plan, um, and, and you're reading the daily reading because that's what you're supposed to do. But at some point in reading, it begins to read you and begins to speak to you. And you hear God's voice through God's Word. And so today, even though this may be the 1,000th time that you have heard this story, or the 100th time, whatever it is, uh, I want you to have open ears to hear what the Spirit would speak to you today. Can you do that? I said, can you do that? All right, so let's do it. Let's just... Say, Lord, open my ears to hear from you. John chapter six, verse one. Sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, that is the Sea of Tiberias. And a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs he had performed by healing the sick. So you get their motivation of why they're following Then Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover festival was near. That tells us why there were so many people there. These people were coming for this festival. Verse 5. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread for these people Eat. He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. We'll come back to that. Verse 7 Philip answered him, and I don't know, maybe he had a calculator, right, with him, some kind of uh, way to add this up and calculate it in his head, but he had a pretty specific number. He says, it'll take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have even a bite. And another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up, which is interesting because it's the last time we catch him speaking up uh, in, the, in the New Testament. And here's what he says. Here is a boy with five small Barley loaves and two small fish. Notice the emphasis on small. But how far will they go among so many? And Jesus said, well, have the people sit down. And there was plenty of grass in that place. How many know they didn't need grass? They needed grub, right? And so a lot of grass. And they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. They didn't even count the women in those days. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. And when they had all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. So... They gathered them and filled 12 baskets. Imagine that. 12 baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. I want to talk to you today about some lessons from loaves. Turn to the person next to you and say, there's something to learn about loaves. Lesson from loaves. I think if you want to know if you've matured or not over this year, I, I kind of start getting retrospective. How, how about you? At the end of the year, just kind of look back. I was talking to somebody this morning and just how fast this year's gone. But but you look back and think about what all's happened this year. And um, as you do that, I think it's good to to look at those things, but... Let's look back at how you've done spiritually. I think you can know if you've moved forward spiritually if you go from asking this question, what can he do for you? You ever come to church asking that question? You know, what can you do for me today, Lord? And and maybe you already have your list uh, of what you want him to do. But I think maybe you know you're maturing when you ask this question. What can he do through you? How about that? See, instead of what he can do for me, I'm asking what can he do through me? And, and this story is so good because we're at the time of the year where there's so much demand, right? There, there's so much out there and there's so many things that we've got to do. And maybe you've got parties coming up and you've got to bring gifts and you've got to do this extra things. And just, is there a lot of extra? Is it just me? Is there a lot of extra this time of the year? Are you guys awake today? Are, are we serving a high octane coffee out there this morning? And and it just seems like so little time to get everything done. Can I get a witness? And uh, Brene Brown, she's an author, and and, uh, here's what she wrote. She said, the mantra of our day is never enough. We, We never have enough. It's the age, she said, of never enough. She said, often... We wake up in the morning and our first thought is, I didn't get enough sleep. And then we go to bed at night and we say, I didn't get enough done. So we're frustrated on both ends. We have the fear in our culture, I think, of never enough. I'm never thin enough. I'm never fit enough. I'm never smart enough. I'm never good enough. I'm not popular enough. I don't have enough followers on Twitter or X or whatever. I I just don't have enough. And there may be some people here today that you're kind of like these disciples and these people that were in a remote place. It's interesting because... All four Gospels tell this story. It's the only miracle story other than the resurrection that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John all record. Maybe why you're more familiar with it than any other one. But they're in a remote place. And I want to talk to somebody today that maybe you're in a remote place. And it may not just be physically But psychologically, or socially, or mentally, we've talked about how we live in a very lonely culture. And and you may feel isolated. Maybe you're going through stages of life. You know, you're kind of like, I I don't know how to do college. I've never been there before. Or I, I don't know how to do married. I've never been married before. Or I don't know how to do parenting because I've never parented before. Or I don't know how to do midlife because I've never been midlife before. Or I don't know how to be empty nested because I've never been empty nested before. And maybe you're going through stages of life and struggles of life, and you're kind of like these disciples where where there's a lot going on, there's a lot, that, that's facing you, and there's maybe even a series of things. How many have had more than one thing come at you at a time? Right? And, and, and so you have this stuff ha- happening to you. You don't, don't have enough time, don't have enough money, don't have enough sleep, don't have enough energy, don't have enough friends, don't have enough confidence, don't have enough opportunity, don't have enough authority, enough freedom, enough flexibility, enough discipline, enough experience, enough joy, enough peace, enough wisdom. But, but I think there's a difference in what you need and what you think you need. See, sometimes we we think we know what we need and the disciples think they know what's needed here. The disciples have been very busy. I mean, people are getting healed and now the crowds are growing because how many want healed, right? You want the good stuff. You want the miracles, and all these people are, and, and so now it's getting busier and people have questions and, and the disciples are stressed. And on top of this, and Matthew records this for us that John the Baptist, the forerunner of Jesus, the one who started this whole movement, uh, initiated it as the forerunner, got things going, started baptizing people in repentance a heart thing rather than the outside. Let's get focused on the inside. And he shifted everything. And and now he's been arrested and beheaded. And so is that where we're headed? <laughs> you know, is that where we're going? Uh, is this how this is going to end up? But I love it that in the midst of all this and all these miracles and Jesus being Jesus and doing all he does I love it that he cares about my meals come on somebody he even cares about these people being fed and and so he asked the question where are we gonna get enough money I mean where is Grubhub right well, how, how can we call somebody? How, how can we get caterers out here in the middle of the desert? Uh, how, how can we do this? And, and they say, well, we don't have enough for everybody even to have a bite, let alone be full. And the disciples are worried about bread. And the reason why the disciples are worried about bread is because they don't realize that the very bread of life is right there in their midst, right? I mean, he's just right there. As matter of fact, in a few more verses, that, that's what he's gonna declare, that I am the bread of life. And we're gonna celebrate that through communion here in a little bit. But sometimes... When we think we are lacking provision, what we're really lacking are priorities. Let me say that again. Sometimes when we think we're lacking provision, we think we're lacking provision, but what we're really lacking is our priorities. Because money is limited, time is limited, friends are limited. And sometimes what God has done, God's spoken to us to do something, and then it doesn't happen because we didn't obey. We didn't fulfill the priority. We didn't line up with what he said, and then we're wondering why it's not working. Am I speaking to anybody right now? Where, where you've not done what God's asked for you to do. So I want us to look today at three simple Simple principles that are powerful principles. How many know some of the simple stuff can be the most powerful in your life, right? And, and so, lessons from loaves. If you want to write these down, the first one is God is always in control. God is always in control. I don't know what little bit of bread you have today, how many know we used to call money bread? Anybody remember that? Um, we've called all kinds of things, haven't we? And um, so, so if you only have a little bit, if you can get it in the master's hands, it can multiply. It can multiply. It can meet every need. As a matter of fact, God doesn't even need what's in your hand he can even bring it to you like he did the prophet in the Old Testament if you just be out there just prayerful and open-handed he can send a bird to bring you your lunch how many can say that beats uber eats right I mean it's like flown in to you you can read it in the Old Testament In other words, you can't get so far out, you can't get so isolated, you can't get so far away from God, but what God can find you and meet your need today. Come on, somebody, that's good. God specializes in remote places. And by the way, you'll never have enough money to be satisfied or to be content. Because millionaires and multimillionaires have been asked, Do you have enough? And they said, No, not yet. I still need a little bit more. And, and that's the reason many of us are unfulfilled because until you get your sense of fulfillment from the living God and his presence in your life, you'll always go on seeking other things, right? You'll always, but when he speaks over your life, I mean, you may not have confidence and maybe everybody around you bu- tried to build you up. You've had parents that have said, hey, you're a smart kid. You, you've had people speak over you and say, you're, you're awesome, you're a great person and things like that. But no amount of compliments can encourage you when you lack confidence because your confidence is not put in what God says over your life. And I just want to tell somebody this morning what he says over your life and what he speaks over your life is more important than what anyone else has ever spoken over your life. And he says who you are and he says you are who you are because of who he is. So it doesn't just hinge on you. And I love this phrase here that John says. John says, he knew what he's going to do. When he asked, when he said, hey, do, do, can we get enough together for the, to feed these people? He knew what he's going to do. He knew what he was going to take and, and make out of it. And, and what he's saying is, do you really trust me with everything? And what's funny about this story, now John doesn't record this, and this is the reason why I'm so glad that we have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, because they all write these stories from their perspectives, from from the way they saw it, from what they heard and what they experienced. And and Matthew says, what we really said was, because Matthew was there too, he says, we told him, send them away. Just, just get rid of this group. Lord, we're overwhelmed. Have you ever wished for God to take something away? <laughs> you know, just send them away, God. Too many kids in this house right now. <laughs> send them away, <laughs> you know. And, and, and here's the funny thing is they were gonna send away exactly what they needed, You know, sometimes God... Let me me say it this way. God will bring a word into you and you're like, get thee behind me, Satan. (laughs) You know, I don't want to step out of the boat and walk on water. I don't want to have to do that. I don't want to have to dip in the Jordan River seven times to get my healing. I don't want to have to go out into the wilderness to experience the fullness of the power of the Holy Spirit. Why don't you just do that right here? And God speaks a word to us, and often we're resisting it fiercely in our life, and it's the exact thing that God's gonna use to bring about the miracle in your life. But sometimes we're resisting it. And, and so what we gotta do is say, Lord, you take control. You take control of the situation. Matter of fact, turn to somebody and say, Jesus, take the wheel. Yeah. Just type that in the chat maybe today. Because here's the thing about God. God is not Burger King, where you can have it your way. Okay? so like when when we come to miracle offering time for example and i'm saying hey as a church let's do extra let's give above and beyond on that day, on that miracle offering here at the end of the year. Let's give above and beyond so we can do more in the world than any of us could ever realize. And and we can double our efforts and we can see all these things happen. And and it's just gonna be miraculous what God's gonna do. And and so what we've gotta do is we've gotta pray and let him speak. And then when he speaks, sometimes we're like, okay, could you speak again? You know, (laughs) I thought you said a big number there and so I don't know if that's you. And here's the funny thing, they were going to send away the very supply that not only the people needed, but listen to this, that they needed in their lives. Cuz there's no no recording here that Peter had a sandwich. It doesn't say that any of the disciples had a secret stash of Jesus chicken, you know, from Chick-fil-A or any of that, you know. I'm serious, they didn't have anything. They weren't prepared. And, And here's someone who did come prepared and it's exactly what Jesus is gonna do in order to fulfill the mission that they signed up for. And, and so, don't send your miracle away. Am I, am I resonating with anybody? Don't, don't send your miracle away because Jesus knows what he's doing. God is in control. And, and believe me, when Jesus was there hanging on the cross and everybody's weeping and crying and he's dying, Jesus knew what he was going to do. He knew, I'm going to die. Yeah, I am going to die. It is terrible. I am suffering. It is, but it's for you. And believe me, in just a couple days, you're going to realize that this is not the end. This is only the beginning. And I want to say to somebody today, he knows where you're at today. He knows what you're going through. He knows what you're saying. And he's already figured out. He knows ahead what he's going to do. You headed into that situation. You headed into that circumstance. You headed into that difficulty. And you're like, I don't know what to do. But I want to assure you this morning, there is a Savior who hung on the cross who knew what he was going to do. And he saw you going into that storm. And he knows how to get you out as well. He does. He'll bring you out with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Here's the second thing that God, we can learn from God in this story. God's math is different. Can I get an amen? Right? It is different. I I was I I heard about something recently, it's called girl math. (laughs) Anybody have you heard about this? Some of you have. Uh, It's a thing. Uh, Like, girl math says, okay, if it's buy one, get one free to not buy, I'm losing money. That's girl math. That's girl math. So, if I go online and I get in my cart a bunch of items and they add up to $38 there in Sephora... And uh, I say, and then I'm going to head to checkout, but I realize if I had $40, it's free shipping and handling. And so I go back into the store and look and get $20 worth of lipstick and add it to my order. Now, I get the free shipping, plus I get lipstick as well. What a deal. That is girl math, okay? That's girl math. Now, God math is when you have five loaves, but you wind up with 12 baskets of leftovers. That's God math where everybody else walked away from you and left you standing there alone, but God was always with you. He never left you. He never forsake you. He was with you always. That's God math. When everybody else has left you and deserted you, but God stays, that's God math. How do I have this kind of peace when I shouldn't? How should I have this kind of joy with what I'm going through? How should I have a smile on my face and and a a feeling of strength in my life? It's only God math that causes that to happen. I'm telling you, it was God math when David had a stone and a giant had a spear. A stone against a spear But with God math, how many know God is victorious, right? When Joshua was there at Jericho and all he had was a trumpet, and some people to march around the city, and they in Jericho had tall walls, but God math, the trumpet, was bigger than the walls. And I wanna tell somebody today that it may not look like you're able to do it. It may look like you're outnumbered, but if you look at God math, the odds are in your favor. God is on your side. And if God be for you, who can be against you? So they're bigger than us, stronger than us, greater than us. How are we going to do it? The not enough that you're maybe navigating right now. I'm not enough to be a parent. My kids deserve better. I'm not. A, good enough spouse or I'm not a very good boss or I'm not a very good student, I want you to know that Paul said, I have comfort because what I've discovered is in my weakness, God shows his strength. And so in your weakness today, God can show his strength. In the hands of Jesus The least ends in the most. But it requires trust. We've got to trust him. you got to bring what you have. Don't you think the disciples were like, okay, that's not a lot. (laughs) You know, you're right, Andrew. You should have just left that poor kid alone. (laughs) Let him at least be able to eat. But instead... Are you, are you, are you going to live your life by reason or by revelation? Like a word from the Lord that says, this is what you should do. This is how you should do it. And I want to encourage somebody right now that God will never ask you for something but what he will put it into your hands. He will make it available to you. But some of you can get a spirit of Lady Gaga on you, okay, where you can come up with a million reasons why it ain't going to work. Anybody ever have that? It's just me up here today. Am I just preaching to myself right now? Okay, because I get at least a million. Maybe the enemy comes and gives me your million too, okay, and sometimes just dumps all those on me. But a million reasons why I should walk away. A million reasons why this isn't going to work. A million reasons why I, I should just check out. A million reasons why maybe I, I should just end my life today. Maybe a million reasons why I, I should just go back. I, I should move. I should do this. Uh, anybody with me today? You you have some voices in your head, and you know they're not from God, but you can't stop them anyway because they keep coming. And those voices are they they they. They're not God voices. They don't operate in God math. They're the voice of human calculation, of trying to add things up on your own and keep you from seeing what God can do through you. I mean, thank God Andrew spoke up, even though it looked crazy. Crazy. Like just leave the poor boy alone. Don't get him involved. But instead, Andrew says, it doesn't look like much. I I I've got to admit that. But but here's what we have. We do have something. And I want to tell you, when you get something in God's hands, it can meet every need of your life. It can. Think about it, on Calvary, just one, let me encourage somebody today struggling with sin, just one drop of blood from Jesus can cleanse every sin you have committed, are committing, and will ever commit because that's just how powerful his blood really is. Can I get a witness today of the power of the blood of Jesus? We're gonna celebrate it this morning. And here's the last thing that I see in this story is God uses what we have. God uses what we have. And, and he uses other people to bless people. You know, you know, God could send angels, God could just do it, make it appear. But God just loves to involve his children in the story. He, he loves to use this. And he shows that there's nothing too big for God. He, he uses what's in our hands. You know, th- write this down maybe. There's no problem too big for Jesus to solve. But here's something else. There's no person too small for God to use. See, this little boy comes, and here's something you may not know about this, but this little boy gets premier accreditation, okay? He, he's mentioned in all four Gospels. He's being preached about About 2,000 years later, in a town called Avon, Indiana, where a preacher is mentioning this little boy. This little boy is famous. He's more famous than Lazarus that came out from the tomb. He only gets mentioned a couple times. But the little boy who turned loose of his lunch... He gets mentioned because he put it in the master's hands. See, anytime you put what you have in the master's hands, something is going to happen because it cannot happen. Because his hands are miracle hands. Come on, somebody. He, he, he does miracles. He, he multiplies. He does things that nobody else can do. When, when you put anything in his hands, something is going to happen. And there's something else I notice in this story. I, I don't know if you noticed it when we read it. But let me, let me see. It was like Verse 11. Jesus took the loaves, and here's what he does. He gave thanks. In other words, he he didn't go where everybody else was. Like, uh, that ain't much. Did you count them? Did you count them? I did, and it's not much. But Jesus, it's like he's clueless. You know what I'm saying? It's like, do you not see the crowd? Do you need glasses? You know, is there there a visual issue here? Or or maybe you can't see how small these loaves. So, So let me just describe them to you. Let me add a descriptive word to these loaves. They're not big loaves. They're small loaves. And the fish, like a lot of people when they catch a fish, right? (laughs) It just keeps getting bigger. These keep getting smaller every time I look at them. And it's like Jesus doesn't... See, sometimes, I don't know if in your life he's ever done this, where, where it's like, Jesus, do you not know my bank account? Jesus Do you not know that I'm like one of the worst people at witnessing and you're asking me to go over there and talk to that person? Jesus, you want me to volunteer and be a part of the dream team in in some capacity? Lord, do you know who you're talking to? Oh, he does. He knows what he's doing, but watch what his heart is. He gave thanks. I wonder how many here today you can give thanks in the little things when when it doesn't seem enough. When you look around, especially on social media, and you see everybody else has granite countertops. And we don't. We are losers. (laughs) I am sorry you married a loser. I am so... So sorry. You know, or you look, and this person got a new car, or this person got new clothes, or this person's on vacation again. I thought they got back last week, you know? And there they are again. And you look at stuff, and you compare yourself to them. I wonder how many here are willing to thank God in the small thing. I think it's important because I think it's a key to how you get 12 baskets of leftovers. Because I've I've seen people, when they're thankful for the small, God starts giving them all that he has. God starts putting more in their hands. You'll hear Jesus tell stories about if you're good with small stuff, I'll put you over big stuff. And here, Jesus himself does that. And then, let me just wrap this up, and then we're gonna take communion. Then in verse 35, he says, just just so you know what all this whole multiplying of loaves and fish and everything, it it wasn't just to give everybody a nice lunch. It, It wasn't just so Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John could all write it down the the real reason is because I am your source Uber Eats is not your source your bank account is not your source what you have in the cupboard little widow that Elijah went to it's not your source The oil that you have in your flask to the other widow with Elisha, that's not your source. God says, I'm your source. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. If you'll eat from me, you'll never hunger again. If you drink from me, you'll never be thirsty again. I wonder if I can get a witness today of maybe about five people that could shout just a little bit because you used to chase a lot of different things in this world, but you were never satisfied. But one day you came to Jesus and he satisfied your soul like nothing else. Make a little bit of noise for a few seconds if, if that happened to you. So the message is you need Jesus today. Not some creed, not some code, not some cause, not not something else, not something exterior. You need Jesus in your heart and life. And I want to speak to somebody today that maybe that's the reason why you're in this place. Maybe that's the reason why you're watching online is because God wants to... Fulfill the aching, longing, emptiness of your heart and life. Will you let him do it today? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this story that was more than what we thought when we first read it. We thought it was a really nice story and cool how you did that. But Lord, you were trying to get us to put a principle in our hearts and lives to trust you with what's in our hands and even to trust you when we don't find anything in our hands. Maybe you're here today and you'd say, Craig, I, I, I know Jesus. I, I'm a servant of Jesus. I'm, I, I'm saved. I, I've come to him in faith, but there's some more faith that I believe I need to walk in. There's a deeper trust, a deeper trust level that I think he's calling me into. And I, I wanna be the person who obeys him. I wanna be the person who says, okay, we're gonna sit down this crowd. And and we're going to take this fish and this this bread, and we're going to go out there, and in some crazy way, we're just going to believe that God's going to meet the need, that God's going to show up somewhere between my hand and their hand. I believe that God's hand is going to come in and supernaturally change the situation. If you're here today and you want to see God's hand work through you, not just to you, but through you, you want that experience in your life like never before would you just reach up to god right now and just say yes yes he can have all of me all of me all of me yeah hands all over this for him father in heaven we give it all to you once again we just surrender all god instead of complaining about what we don't have help us to be grateful for what we do have for what you've already put in our hands for what's available to us and God help us to step out and use it help us not to listen to the voice of the enemy that says oh no you better hang on to that you you better pull back you better watch out that's not God But Lord we want to hear your voice so we can see the miracle happen so we can be a partner with you in the kingdom of God. Maybe you're here today and and perhaps you've never really trusted God with your sin. And the Bible says we've all sinned. We've all missed the mark. We've all, at some point in time, messed up. But we need a savior. And the good news is 2,000 years ago, Jesus died on the cross. If you wanna know, why did he do that? He did that as a sacrifice for you so that you would not have to die for your sin. But if you would believe on him, you could have everlasting, eternal life. And if you would like to have that life experience, Jesus said it this way, just eat for me. I'm the bread of life. If you'll take from me, you'll never hunger. You'll never thirst again. And if you're here today and you're one of those I talked about, but you've never found the source yet, you've never found a relationship with Jesus Jesus yet that can satisfy your soul today can be that day now is the accepted time the Bible says so reach up your hand right now I'm going to pray for you in a moment if if that's you if you say I need God in my life just reach up and online just type the word decided in the chat the word decided and we're going to be praying for you but right now I want everyone to pray so those around you will pray say dear heavenly father Thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for me. I believe through his death that I can have life. So today I take from you that bread of life so I'll never hunger again. Lord, I thank you for your salvation that you bring to me today from this day forward as much as I know how I'm yours, in Jesus' name, amen. Come on, church family, let's celebrate those.